What's up, family? It's your nephew, the great Wayne Gatsby. And your girl, Diva Demia. This is Real, real Talk, Talk Live. Live, where we keep it real. No matter how you feel. All right, guys, man, let's jump into what Black Twitter is talking about today. Black Twitter is going off. Yeah, baby. They're going off about this whole Maya Angelou resurrected clip from the 90s. And in the clip, she's addressing the young lady. Um, as a matter of fact, guys, take a listen for yourselves. Because as she stated in the clip, she is a 60, she was then a 62-year-old woman. Absolutely. Show her some respect. Not only that, but the she younger, earned it. Exactly. And the young girl in the video clearly appeared to be in her, I mean, early 20s. Yeah. So, yes, exactly. Show her some respect. I, I myself have a habit of addressing people that are older than me. As sir, ma'am, Mrs. Yeah, I do too. You know, too. it's just a sign of respect. Too. You know, that's just how you how how I was brought up. Yeah, and I think that that's the key word. That's how we were brought up, and oh. I think that because now we're at a different time, you know, in life, and I think that because society has kind of washed away the whole respect factor, I think that children nowadays aren't being brought up on respect. They're raising themselves. That is true. That so is during right. the time where Dr. Maya Angelou was alive, and during the time where, you know, she was at, you know, the most prominent time in her life, it was a time during which respect was a big thing. Not only in the African-American community, but in all households in America, nationwide. Um, respect has always been at the forefront of every... I mean, you have to. You have, you have to. to start there. If you don't have respect, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. And and I and I and I think that once again, black Twitter got it wrong. I think once again, that's just evident to show you um the mindset of this next generation that's coming up. Because anytime you look at a video like that and you find something negative to say about it, instead of actually understanding the viewpoint and the perspective of Dr. Angelou. Yeah, and all that she's done for us. Yeah, not only for us, but just for the world. Do her poetry. Uh, and I think that that's a, another problem. A lot of people don't take the time to educate themselves because a lot of people just looking at it like, oh, well, this old lady, you know, because that's what I saw a lot of comments were saying, oh, well, this old lady, you know, didn't have to talk to her like that. And granted, I do somewhat kind of sort of Agree that maybe her deliver, maybe you know, her approach on the situation could have been a little more compassionate. Maybe she could have broken it down to her in a way that it wouldn't have sounded, you know, a little harsh. But at the end of the day, that's how your grandmother is. That's how my grandmother Absolutely. was. That's how. That's how they were raised. That's, that's how where they, they were come raised. From. You show yeah. them some respect. I don't care. They deserve it. We all deserve it. And they're gonna let you know if you don't show them some respect. 
you know, so. Okay, so you go, right. that's right, right on my angel. You told her, I yeah. agree with it. Yes. Yeah. Still I rise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, babe, so how was your day today? This Friday, this beautiful Friday, March 15th. My day was pretty good. The weather was nice outside. It was beautiful. Yeah, dude. I'm. I don't know, man. I think my body is still trying to adjust to this whole. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Daylight. Daylight saving time, definitely. Dude, and it's been beating me up. Hit us. I think it hit everybody. Yeah. I think everybody on my timeline was getting hit with the daylight savings time. They missing. They missing their hour. Yeah, but you know the crazy part is that you don't notice it at first. Because you're so prone to just getting up and going with the daily activities that you don't even notice it. But, dude, by Friday, it's gonna kick my ass. Real talk. <laughs> get some rest. Take it easy. Yeah. So get up on Monday morning and do it all over again. Oh, that's the that's the that's the that's the broken up part. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the part. That's like the reality of it. But you no, know, how about this whole situation with Donald Trump and this? Um, him vetoing this whole bill, you know, in case you guys haven't heard, um, 12 Republicans actually jumped ship and joined the Democrats in trying to block the president's, um, emergency, national emergency, which is how he intended on, um, gathering the funds to build the wall. Well, the 12 Republicans jumped ship. And then as a shot back, Donald Trump vetoed it. So for people who don't know what veto means, that means to push it to the side. So he signed the bill to veto it, his first veto of his presidency. So, dude, it just seems like every time you try to step up, he one-ups you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of back and forth. And it's unfortunate that this is our president and this is the way that yeah. he handles business. Yeah, Twitter feuds. I mean, they were tweeting back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and dude, and that's the They were thing. adding each other. Yeah, and you know what, though? <laughs> I can And I can honestly say, uh, from what I saw, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, she wasn't actually tweeting at him. Right, right, right. She was just making was a direct... Just general, yeah, and then the president, of course, he takes everything as a shot at him. Mm-hmm. So he decided to tweet the veto thing. Man, I'm just, dude, I don't even know anymore. And then, as you guys know, I don't know if you follow politics, but um, Bernie Sanders is actually going to be um, the first, you know, potential presidential candidate, well, actually, presidential candidate to allow um, a unionized campaign. So, members of his campaign will actually be a part of a union, which is the first time that a major party has done so. Good, good for him. Yeah, I, you know, I, that, that's great. Way, way to, way to go. You know, and it's Bernie. I, I'm not quite sure that Bernie is gonna. Yeah, I don't pull this off. I don't know either. We definitely do need a change. Come what is it, 2020? Yeah, we do. And you know, I'm glad that we have somebody that is trying to to step up for us, you know. Um, and like I said, good for Bernie for doing that for those people who will be working his campaign. Yeah. I, but I, I just do not foresee him pulling through with that. Yeah, with you know vote. who I hope but, uh, uh, put their hat in? Joe Biden. Where's Joe Biden? Yeah. Joe Biden, if you hear our podcast, if you hear Real Talk Podcast, listen, Real Talk, you need to go ahead and throw your hat in. You heard it here first. 
You heard it here first. Joe Biden. Joe Biden for president. For president. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, man, for the most part, though, man, it's been a pretty cool Friday. A pretty chill one. Um, The whole mess with the R. Kelly thing that made headlines. And I'm actually done and tired of talking about R. Kelly. Um, yeah, just like lock too. him up. At this point, lock him up. Yeah. At this point, you know, I think that justice will be served. You know, well, you know, it's hard to say because you know people are going through all these extreme measures and coming out with their stories, and then they get in court, and it's a total different story. So you know, which is why he has been acquitted the last was two times. So you know, it, it is just hard to say at the end of the day, at the end of the day. So. I'm just going to sit back and watch and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, you know, I just, I pray God has mercy on people like Bill Cosby and R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and those people who do things to people um, in a way of hurting them. And also to those Catholic priests, because the Catholic Church is not exempt either. And while there's a lot of point, a lot of fingers being pointed we have to, we would be remiss not to speak on the Catholic Church and some of their transgressions. And a lot of people don't want to speak up on it because they feel like that that's their religion. So, you know, they don't want to talk about it or if they do talk about it, they'd rather go in confession instead of sit up here and talk about it. But that's what, that's their own decision. And the thing about it though is that we have to face the fact and the reality of it being that the same way we say we won't support R. Kelly and we won't support Michael Jackson we have to stop supporting the Catholic Church you know I'll just say that for me I put everyone on the same level in the same playing field and so wrong is wrong and so if you are harming young children if you are taking advantage of women boys whatever you are sick and you need to be locked away in a prison underneath the prison i don't care who you are what you do what your title is you are not exempt. At and all. it's a shame that the world exempts some people. Yeah. And that's others. that's the reality that we live in, but it's wrong. Yeah. If you do something wrong, if you harm people, if you ex if you commit crimes, you, you need to you just need to go to jail. And not only the it's ones who time. do the abusing and the ones who commit the crime, but the ones who enable who, who are enablers, who, who provide the access and the means for these people to be able to do these things to people. They need to face consequences and repercussions as well because had they had they not turned a blind eye to it for their own involvement and their own you know selfish reasoning, then maybe some of those things could have been prevented. Yeah, a long time ago. A long time ago. A long time ago. So those same individuals and those same people, they need to be definitely reprimanded for allowing And you know what kills me is that when people do stuff to be, you harm somebody and you, you take advantage and you the last thing you say is if you tell I'm going I'm going I'm going to harm yeah. you or kill you like are you kidding me and you know what though people use that as an intimidation and a manipulation factor I, I, I'm just 
just so painful to how that works sometimes. Yeah, it's but like you of course, of course. And you know how it works though, they do impressionable minds, young impressionable minds. And sometimes they don't right. even have to be young in order to have an impressionable mind. And you know, it's I mean, it's sad, it's unfortunate. It needs to stop. You know, it's just it's gonna take someone to well, I can't even say that because people are starting to stand up and have been standing up and telling their story and, you know. Yeah, it's definitely the Me Too era. It, it really is. Everyone <laughs> has a story. And, I mean, I'm not victim shaming. I'm, you know, it's just a fact that it, it's horrible that people, that we, we come from an era where people took advantage of children. Yeah. That's our reality. Yeah. Every time you turn around, it's coming out that back in the 80s, back in the 90s, yep. children were being taken advantage of. Young girls were being taken advantage of. Young boys were being taken advantage of. You know, girls are going missing. Like, it, it is, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just like, you're not safe out here. Man, oh, you know what? Through the whole situations of... I mean, just everything through through it all, you know, through all the information that did come out pertaining to the Michael Jackson, to the Bill Cosby, to the Harvey Weinstein, even though he is still out, um, to all those people, the fact still remains the same that these people were predators. They were not only predators. Pedophiles. They were pedophiles. And... They preyed on people that they knew they could prey on. And, and that has to be a testament to everybody that you have to know your worth for the adults. And that's what I'm speaking to because for the children, not so much. Okay. Yeah, you can teach a child and you can talk to a child. But at the end of the day, a child's mind is only going to be able to retain but so much. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, teach, you only know what you know. You know what? Yeah, that's know, my you, point. And, you don't, and sometimes you don't know what to do in certain situations until you're faced with, with that situation. situation. I mean, that's just life. That is. You know, course. but you, you have to be strong. And I, and, and I, and I think, man, I think that... I think that in order to be strong through it, though, honestly, I think that sometimes you have to be willing to have those conversations with your loved ones. That's the only yeah, way to and make And those conversations are very uncomfortable because not only are those conversations sometimes uncomfortable for the victim, but it's also uncomfortable for the family or the significant other to receive that information as of well. It, it's Absolutely. a total violation, not only on a person's mind, a person's body, the physical, the emotional. It's a it's a strain on the family as well. Absolutely. Because they have to, they have to deal and they have to build this person back up. Because ultimately, you've taken you've taken something from someone. There's Absolutely. Something, you know, someone's innocence something that they will never get back they will never get that back they will never get that violation back they will never get that violation out of their head they will forever remember every waking moment of it that's a a guarantee how would you suggest people start to create the dialogue to talk so if you can speak to that person out there right now that's going through something what would you tell them you know, I would tell them that the first thing you have to do is you have to come to terms with it with within yourself because sometimes victims don't acknowledge that one I am a victim of something. 
and it's okay to talk about it. So you have to start there. You have to you have to look within yourself and realize that it's okay. And maybe the first step isn't talking to a family member. Maybe it's the first step is going to a support group okay. of others that have been through okay. it and expressing it there first. Because then when once you're comfortable talking about it out loud, then you can go to a family member and you can say, this is what it is. You, you know, this is what happened to me. Okay. I mean, maybe you start there, but you know, and... I like. I that. mean, I, I know. I know victims don't. I couldn't imagine them finding it easy to talk about it. Period. Of course, man. But of course, you have man. to start somewhere, and I, like I said, there's plenty. And it's just sad to say that there are plenty of people out there that have experienced that. Yeah. But there are people out there that will help you through it and will talk to you. There, are, um, there are support groups for everything. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There are hotlines for everything. Definitely. Pick up the phone. There are yeah. groups on Facebook. There are groups on Instagram. You can find groups anywhere. And I always say this too. It sounds kind of cliche, and it almost sounds like Metro, but it's but it's true. It's accurate. If you see something, say something. You know, you can truly save a life that way. Yeah. If you see something, truly say something. And you know, we have to be nicer as people. Like we gotta start asking people, like, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah, speak. You yeah, know, speak. how you feeling? Yeah, yeah you know, you, you, we just got to be nicer. We so mean and we so always got our faces frowned out. Especially always, on the train. I we just... always in our phones. We got to start looking up and speaking to people. Looking people in their eyes. How, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, especially, let me say this too. And especially I just want to speak directly to the, to the train riders, to the like people on the train. If you ride the train, you know, you, dude. We all on the train together. Stop making them ugly faces. <laughs> Another thing. Stop allowing your kids to look over and stare. Especially at fat people. Now me, I'm okay because I can join. But when I see your kid looking at a, a, you know, an obese person and then looking at them like they got a bag of Twinkies in their pocket, that's a problem for me. And that's what I think we need to talk about too, babe, on the next episode. We may need to go into depth about etiquette and proper etiquette and what it is to properly control yourself and your children when you're out. And I don't even know how we shifted to this, but I just want to say this because my experience (laughs) on the train, they are true. They are rules to the train ride. They truly are. And so when you see me put my earphones in, don't talk to me. That's rule number one. That is rule number one. Can you believe that people will talk to you through your headphones? Through the headphones. Dude. You know, let me tell you, I used to sit in the lunchroom and eat my lunch at the table by myself with my headphones on. And every day, somebody would sit down and talk to me through my headphones. Yeah. They would sit through me talking. They was they would sit and talk to me through my headphones and through you playing something on speaker. People just don't care. I, I, I guess they just want to talk. Yeah, another thing. It's okay to speak, but please, 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 please. I get tired of people telling me I look like they're so-and-so. Don't tell me I look like anyone other than Wayne. Not T-Pain, <laughs> because I get you that a look lot. like T-Pain. Yeah, I get that a lot, but dude, I'm not T-Pain. You know I'm not T-Pain when you look at me. 
So, two, <laughs> control your children. I cannot stress that enough. Your children should not be loud running down the aisles of the train. Because when the train stops and your child fly through the window, yeah, I'm going to go try to save them because I need this press coverage. But after I'm done, I'm going to come over there and speak with you about proper train etiquette while your children are on the train. And I have another one. Don't sit next to me if there are other open seats. Please don't, especially me. You see, I'm a big guy. Make me the last option, please. Thank you, because you sit next to me and it's like the, the top popping off some biscuits. Don't <laughs> sit next to me. <laughs> that seat is reserved for my book bag. My book bag. Get that my reserve for my thighs. I need room. <laughs> okay, I need room. Please, please don't sit up. Hers is for her thighs and mine is for my book bag. <laughs> so please, if your name is not Thaina <laughs> or Thadiana, <laughs> do not sit next to us. It's okay, be gone. Poof. Last but the number one. If something happens on the train, do not look to me to resolve it. I am not Metro Transit. No matter how tall I am, no matter how stocky I am, I am not getting up to intervene. If they're kicking your ass, I'm going to put you on World Star. <laughs> World Star! So do not look for me to intervene. He's not jumping in. Because in the words of the great Maya Angelou, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. Thank you. So, I'm showing you, I'm telling you, proper train etiquette. I don't even know how we got on that topic again, but I just have to say that because I ride the train in the morning. Oh, babe, we have to... when you see us running down the escalator, move to the right. Thank you. That's or you're going to lose your life. And that's, that's you heard it here. That's it. That's it. Because I get tired of people, you know what I'm saying? They hear us coming because it's like a stampede. Mm-hmm. It's like a stampede, and you hear us coming and you still stand there. So then we have to stop. And it's a lot to stop these Bentleys. It's a, especially this suburban. Yeah, we mess around suburban. all the down there. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just like, just move out the way. My thing is, if you're not going to run down the escalator in the morning, just get on the elevator. Thank you. I don't understand why people don't grasp that concept. I think because the elevator takes a little time to get down. But well, still. Metro need to do something about that. Yeah. Paul, get on it. So, but yeah, that was that, guys. Man, this was episode six. This was good, babe. I love this. This was man. You know, every day I get real to talk, talk on live. The, That's I get what to we talk do. On the live with we you, keep baby. it real. It's, every day I get to talk on the live with you is just, you know. I love you, my king. No. I love you. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. So we about to wrap it up, man. So, hey, one, hey, last thing, as I stated in the beginning, show a little more respect and compassion for our elders. You know, they deserve it. They earned it. And we have to look out for them because if we don't look out for them, nobody, nobody will. will. And that's just a true fact, Jack. So, hey, we love y'all for listening, man. Thank you for listening. See hey, ya. See you. Episode six. We out. <laughs>